Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. Boxing Bear is an independent art studio and print company located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Since 2011, the studio has stocked alternative art prints and paintings for its loyal customers and friends. And right now, if you subscribe to their mailing list, you can get 20% off. I mean, I'd go hit them up. As a matter of fact, these guys made my infamous podcast logo, which I'm still very much appreciative of. So go check them out at boxingbear.com. Our next sponsor is The Cookie Barn. You can reach them at thecookiebarnwaco.com. So they're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they'll deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So you can order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or just really any occasion, uh, or just enjoy them yourself. So they specialize in company and client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know and your customers know that you're thinking about them, and you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase, you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization and they help foster and adoptive families. So a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another, thecookiebarnwaco.com. Winchester Ranch premium beard oil products contain unique scents that are unmatched in the marketplace. They only use natural, unfiltered, uncut oils to provide the most nourishing ingredients in your beard regime. So leave the big box beard oils for the hipsters because no self-respecting cowboy wants to work cattle smelling like a New Jersey nightclub. So whether it's AM Lumber, Outlaw, Trail Boss, or Whiskey Saddle, Winchester Ranch Beard Company has a scent for everyone. You can reach Winchester Ranch Beard Company at winchesterranchbeardco.com. Once again, winchesterranchbeardco.com. All right, so look, I've I've been talking about this uh, episode for for a minute that uh, I was bringing in. I was bringing in the big guns. Is who I was bringing in here, uh, and it's Matt Climus. You know, I, I made a podcast or a YouTube video a long time ago about being the largest private Matt Climus card um, collector in the country, and um, so Matt Climus is about to join us uh, on the other line. He's muted right now, so he can't get a word in. I'm just saying that I I created this collection. It's highly sought after, and then he went on to, uh, you know, to be a viral success. So anyway, I'm excited to have him. All right, Matt, can, can you hear me now? I can hear you, Lloyd. This is good, because we had a lot of technical difficulties <laughs> before. Uh, so I was, I just was, I'll start, 
you know, I'm, I'm friends with your brother and, um, and somehow that, that led to you eventually. And I started hearing a bunch of life stories and I don't know if they're real, if they're not real. Uh, but there, there are a lot of funny ones for sure, but we'll just start oh, yeah. here. Where, where'd you, where'd you grow up? Uh, broken arrow, broken arrow, America. Yep. Hey, and I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll brag you up here for a second. Actually, the first time I met you is because they inducted you into the Broken Arrow Hall of Fame, right? That was not the first time, Lloyd. Ooh. We actually went to lunch. We ate lunch. Uh, we went and ate. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah. And we went to the basketball game, but we went to the uh, Brazilian Steakhouse. Yes. And we both had the meat sweat. I forgot. Oh, we did have the meat sweat. <laughs> oh, I know that Like people say that that's a thing. I don't know if like meat sweats is a thing. I think it's just because you overeat and you can't breathe. Is that really why you sweat, do you think? I think it's just you and I being unhealthy and, like, just our insides are dying. Yeah. Um, so okay. it's almost like a hangover, right? So, like, you're dying from the inside. So that that was us at the uh, Brazilian Steakhouse. How, how old are you? How, how What's old, that? How, said how old are you? 34? 34. 34. That's good. That's a good age. It's yep. a real good age. Yep. <laughs> good I, age hope to make, I, hope, I hope to make it by 40. Well, um, that's the goal. All right. So I, so I, so I have some questions here uh, because we got to get into some part of this because if you weren't good at a sport, uh, I, there's no way that I could have been the largest collector. So we're going to start, we're going to, I'm going to start with the, with high school here. Like when you were in high school, uh, what year, like how old were you? when people started showing you attention where they were like, Hey, this kid may be somebody more than, um, more than high school. I'd say my junior year, um, my sophomore year I played wasn't very good. Um, my junior is when I kind of shined and I was kind of hidden behind a few prospects. Um, but, uh, yeah, my junior year was probably the year, which was Oh, Oh three, Oh four. Okay. So did, did you, well, you, did you play in college first? I played one year at college. All right. So before you went there in high school, what um, um, you got to know some scouts? Like, did they was it like that? Like, did you already have some interest in that, or it all happened when you got to school to college? So um, there's this thing called the air. What was it called? Area codes, which was like. Each major league team had a team. Like Ludacris? Um, like Erico's like Ludacris? Yes. Yeah, because he's got it. All right, go ahead. And different Erico's. Erico's. Um, yeah, so um, I went to one for the White Sox, which my dad played for. Hates the White Sox. Despises Tony, Tony LaRusa. Um, still does. He calls him Tony LaRusa. So that's why I kind of fumbled with his name. And he's from Chicago. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, so went to that one. They told me, like, I played right field in, in high school my junior and sophomore year, but I was a catcher. Um, and they told me not to show off my arm in the outfield, just to do it from behind the plate. So pop time, boom. I'm not going to be like one of those dads and say, oh, yeah, there's a 165. Like, no one throws a 165, you know. But I had a good arm. Um, so anyways, I didn't throw from the outfield. And then I was supposed to be the uh, utility guy, but I didn't throw from the outfield. So I blessed the uh, the scout out because 
he told me, he was like, man, you didn't throw from the outfield. And I was like, they told me not to. So, anyways, hate the White Sox. Hate Tony LaRusa. Um, here we are. Oh, wait, wait uh, you do also? Like, you also are not a fan? Why would I be? My dad hates him. I hate him. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, just just because you said that, uh, when I was a kid, I don't remember the guy, but I remember being in my hometown and a guy drove by in this uh, single cab truck at the one stoplight in the town where I grew up. And uh, yep. he said, my dad's like, oh, that guy punched me in the nose before uh, because they said that I put, <laughs> because somebody told him that he put sugar in his gas tank and messed it up. But, and so I, I always remember that guy and I hated him too. So, yeah. Yeah. So there was that. Anyway, uh, back to, I mean, then the, then to find out, like, later on in life, like, my dad probably was kind of a jerk to a lot of people, but I always defended him. <laughs> you, you think Phil's a jerk? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's in the gene. Yeah, I'm sure. He has words about me. Chris tells me. Your brother tells me uh, things that he says about me, which uh, hurts my feelings a little, Phil, if you hear this one. Uh, yeah. So, all right, the, the, where'd you go to college at? Uh, Texas Santa Junior College. They don't have uh, baseball anymore. Really? Yeah. But at the time, weren't they like a top JUCO? Yes. Well, that's that's a funky thing to get rid of. If like you know, uh, let's just say the head coach was um, being a little promiscuous, oh, if we will. Dating college kids? Uh, let's just say he's showing the ass, uh, the uh, the goods. To uh, the female reporter. Oh well, there's that. Yeah, that that'll yep. that'll usually do it. So, all right. So you're playing the season now. Now at this at this time, like when you're playing in the season, uh, when when does the first scout? Let's just cut to it. When does the giant scout show up and he's like, uh, "Hey, I need to talk to you." So I was drafted by the Royals. Um, oh, I didn't know that. School. I thought that was the Giants. Yep. No, I'm sorry. Tell your story. Tell your story. Out of the draft, I was a draft and follow, which means they had my rights for an entire year. So no other team could contact me directly. Um, they would have to talk to my coach or anything like that. Um, and there was a certain day where um, other teams could talk to me, and it was like a week before the draft. And so the Giant Scout called me the day that they could contact me and said, Hey, man. Uh, really like you. And I remember this dude. He looks like Yosemite Sam. They called him Tiny. But he had this big mustache. And he would sit there in, like, old school, like, VHS, like, tape recorder. And sit there and record our games. I'm like, what the hell is this dude doing? Was his name Goose? No. His name was uh, Tiny Thomas. Todd <laughs> Tiny Thomas. Great name. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, he calls me and he's like, hey, we are very interested in drafting you. What round would you sign in? And you know my dad, he taught me the right way, and he said, if anybody asks you that, you say, why don't you draft me, and I'll tell you if I'll sign. It's <laughs> a good answer. So that was my response, and he was like, all right, so money-wise, what would you sign for? I said, I don't know, draft me and tell me what my signing bonus would be, and then I'll tell you if I'll sign. So I think they were thinking probably rounds 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, so they took me in the eighth round. So other thing, too, I was working a baseball clinic with my brother at OBU at the time. 
shout out to Bobby Cox. Um, <laughs> not the great Bobby Cox, but OBU's Bobby Cox. Yeah. Crazy dude. Um, so anyways, we worked a, a clinic and Chris went to go get a massage like he needed one. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sitting Stress. there, and back then it wasn't on TV, so I'm sitting there watching it on the computer, listening to the audio, and it's probably DSL, and I'm sitting there, and I hear them say, and pick number 236, the Giants select Matthew Klimas, <laughs> catcher, Texarkana <laughs> College. I'm like, holy smoke, I just got drafted, and they said my name, they butchered it, whatever, I just got drafted, and I have no one to celebrate with. Really? So I call Chris right away. I'm like, dude, I just got drafted. He's like, all right, I'm putting my pants on. I'm coming right over there. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of massage he was getting. Yeah. But uh, he was in there in 10, 15 minutes, and we sat there and hugged it out, and my phone went, you know, dead in two minutes. Oh, that's awesome. He was he was super excited, uh, for sure. Oh, I bet he was. Yeah, that's he awesome. He went from 6 to midnight. I can guarantee you that. So let me – all right, so – Oh, now how how soon after you got drafted did you find out the money? Um, so the Giant Scout came the next. Well, another funny story to that. Um, so anyways, mom and dad, I had a summer league game, and Chris was our summer league coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so I got drafted, and uh, I'm sitting there and. Uh, you know, I'm like, dude, do I need to catch? And he's like, yeah, you can catch. I was like, what if I get hurt? That sort of thing. Like, now I'm thinking like a professional. <laughs> and he's like, you're catching. I was like, okay, whatever. So I catch. Mom and dad throw this big draft party. And everyone's wearing giant stuff and this and that. Like, I'm going to sign, right? So the giant scout calls me in the middle of this party. And this is the first time that mom and dad ever let me and my friend drink beer <laughs> underage uh i also side note it's probably the first time that your mom and dad ever wore giant stuff probably yeah they're the first in life. they're cubs all the way right yeah 100 percent. yeah because sure. he hates white Sox. <laughs> so he will lose it yeah um so anyways we throw this draft party and so the giant scout calls me and he's like hey matt um you said you would sign in the 14th round um you know what is what about twenty five hundred bucks for a signing bonus? Really? And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, you, you're a first baseman. You, you know, you played, you know, wherever. I think it was University of Houston or something like that. And I was like, this is Matt Climus. He goes, oh, did did I you say Climus? Did you say did you say Climus? You'd be like, this is Matt Climus. Yeah, like bro, I, I'm like, Matt oh. Climus. Clemens, baby. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, he called the wrong Matt that they drafted in the 14th round. That was a senior sign. Well, now you know. What so 14, like, you know what 14th round money is now, huh? Yeah, I mean, my heart dropped. I was like, I've got all these people at my house. I'm thinking I'm signing for, you know, six figures, and then he drops 2,500 bucks on me. And he's like, No, I was calling Matt Weston, which was the first baseman. I was like, oh, well, you got the wrong guy. He's like, no, I'll see you tomorrow. So he came over to the house. Hey, just side note, because because you, you said that name, did that guy ever end yeah. up doing anything? Um, dude could rake. Um, dirtiest son of a gun in the game. Loved him. Um, the same guy great. that you're just talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome. Loved oh, him. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So, anyways, he played probably three, four seasons. Um, so, anyways, back to what we were getting at. Uh, scout comes the next day. They offer me yada, yada, yada. I signed. Uh, can we – you don't have to say the number. It's fine. Uh, is it six figures like you thought? Um. Yes, and they paid for my schooling when I was done because I didn't know this at the time, but if you went to a Texas school, you had to, like, take a test beforehand to see where you were academically, and I had zero-level classes. So what, I like, what did that mean? That, they're like, hey, man, you go to Texas no school. <laughs> yeah. You guys are not as smart as the other people, you know, in Arkansas. So mom and dad, or mom especially, I took the uh, ACT because I wanted to go to University of Arkansas. And all you needed for clearing houses to get an 18 and have a GPA over 3.0, which I did. And I took it one time, got an 18. I was like, I'm good to go. But I had to take that experience. That exam to get into a junior college and freaking bombed it because I didn't care. So I took zero level classes. So I was taking like reading classes and, you know, basically math for dummies. JFK assassination class. I had that one before. Pretty much. Yeah. Penny, my sister in law, told me to take uh, music appreciation, which was the hardest class I ever took. Really? Yes. Well, so so you were going to college after you got drafted? Uh, no, this is when I was out of high school. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, let me skip to this. So how how long did it take you to get the money? Um, so they give you half after you have to be there ninety days. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you don't get popped for steroids or anything like that. You play for 90 days is what they give you. And then you get half of it then, and then you get half of it later. So I remember getting a check for after taxes. It was like $35,000, and I'm 18 years old. I'm sitting there like, holy smokes, like, what do I do with this? (laughs) What did you do with it? Um, So one of my roommates actually told me to go get it cash in ones. And when I go home, (laughs) to have a briefcase that is – um, handcuffed to me when I go through the airport. Um, didn't do that. Would have been sweet if I did, but didn't do that. Um, but I just held on to it. Like when I got on the airport or on the airplane for my sister's wedding, like it was, I mean, it was tucked in my pocket and I knew exactly where it was. <laughs> and then I deposited it as soon as I got in there, uh, back to Tulsa. Cause back then there wasn't, uh, you know, Automatic. Like take a picture of it. Yes. Yeah. So then all the all the girls at the bank were like, Oh man, look at this. Like, yeah. Did you get a pocket full of ones just to throw them out? Uh, I'm not gonna say I didn't, but my off season job when I lived in um Shawnee with Chris was I went to the casino. Yeah. Didn't really stellar at that one? Were you good at that one? Oh, I was I was freaking phenomenal. And I don't know how Chris talked me into this, but every time I would go and I'd win over a thousand bucks, I had to pay him a hundred bucks. <laughs> He's told me Just that like before. a friendship, <laughs> a, a friendship fee or something. That's good. Well, I mean, I'm sure he also, um, 
He he got some of the kickbacks from the signing bonus. Like, did he go on a trip? Did you guys do trips? Oh yeah, yep. He'd come out. Um, he came out every year. Um, he and I are best friends. <clears throat> um, so he would come out, and you know that's what I always needed um, was to see some family. And he was always good about that. Um, you know, my parents came out, and um, you know they would come out when they could and that was good too but i mean it was he was a good brother he still is now i know i know i know you're um dialed in for sure like at 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 that age how how long did you play played five years five years at at any point i'll let you answer it before i ask questions but at any point did you start to lose the fire in there my last year yeah did yep. you did you call it good or did they call it good? They called it good, and I knew it was coming because I asked for my release in the off season that year. Um, we had drafted uh, we I didn't play for the Giants in the big leagues, but um, I was part of the organization. Um, they drafted Buster Posey. Yeah, they actually drafted my high school root or my high school um, teammate that was a year older than me. That's why I played the outfield. If he was a year older and being really good behind the plate, um, they drafted him a year after I got drafted. So how did he, he end up? Uh, he actually made it to the big leagues. That's awesome. What's his name? Jackson Williams. Jackson Williams from Broken Arrow. Yep, I guess. I mean, that's yeah, high school. Uh, well, yeah. um, so now I, I've always heard this story that uh, you would have to tell me. And it, if you want to look, man, it's past the time. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that, uh, they're, they're, I don't think you have a non-compete with these people. You probably tell all the stories you wanted to, but uh, were you invited to some kind of camp, some kind of camp for the top prospects and you, uh, called it good. Cause you had, uh, you had another function to attend. Yeah. So I lied to the Giants. Um, I got invited to a strength and conditioning camp at, uh, it was packed bell back then, um, but the giant stadium and like we had lockers set up with your nameplate and everything. Like it was a big deal. Yeah. And um, first class all the way. I think we got like 125 bucks a day for meal money, which in the minor leagues you get 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And we were getting 125, and they fed us for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it was like free money. And uh, my brother and I uh, wanted to go see the Bears play in, uh, in St. Louis on Monday Night Football. And I got invited to this thing, and I was kind of pissed off that I had to go. Um, but I had to, right? So me and Tim Lincecum were actually roommates. Um, and so two-time Cy Young Award winner, no big deal. Um, so anyways... I blatantly lied to the Giants and said that I had to uh, go to a wedding in St. Louis. <laughs> so my flight back was to St. Louis, and Chris was sitting there waiting for me at the airport. And I already had the hotel booked and everything like that. So I flew into St. Louis. We went to – and another good thing is, you know, and all those listeners out there, Chris was young back then, but um, he actually got a second ID made. We look just like, talk just like, um, so I could be over 21. Oh, and yeah. so I could go to the bars. And so I think I was 20, 
seven at that time. I don't remember. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I flew into St. Louis. We went to the Bears game. Devin Hester returned two kicks for touchdowns. The rest is history. They went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Colts. Um, but yeah, I lied to the Giants so I could go to uh, Monday Night Football in St. Louis. So look, I know that you can be a funny guy, but like, um, but I obviously when you're in the middle of the game, you're it's you're intense, you know, because you, you're in the game, like you're playing the game at that level. You know, you you don't. It's not everything, right. not everything's a joke. I know that, but um, so were you always intense when you played? Um, so I was the uh, I was the clubhouse clown. Always made everyone laugh. Yeah, you know we'd go on a skid, and you know back then, like our spread after the game was like leftover, uh, you know, ballpark food. And I would, uh, I learned this from Chris when I was young, but I would. Um, put a hot dog in my zipper and zip it up and walk around the clubhouse and people would laugh. And uh, even he, my manager thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Uh, he, um, he told just told me the other day when you were kids, that was your favorite thing to do was go up by the road and do that to cars. Yep. Hanky Creek. Yep. <laughs> so, I, I took that to pro ball. Yeah. So I was always, I was always loose in the clubhouse. Um, but, when you got me behind the, or between the lines, I was tough as nails and, you know, I'd take on anything. I know I, I, I worded it that way to get to this part. So now you have kids, right? Who, yep. who play and, and you coach the kids. Oh yeah. Well, uh, you know, not, not to be, um, not to, <laughs> not to be literal, but you're not, you're not actually crossing the lines, but you still have the intensity. Just when you're on the field, 100%. when you step on the field. When you step on the 100%. field, yeah. This yeah. Is, so, uh, do do you do you find yourself in disagreement with the umpires uh, often, or just like when they completely blow a call? Are you um, riding? The, are you riding them? Just hundred percent. Yeah. You know, there was balls and strikes that were terrible last weekend, and there was a ball that hit the dirt, and he called it a strike, and I just screamed, "Liar!" <laughs> they don't like that but does i don't he, care does he ever say anything to you yeah i mean we got into an argument and uh there was one call he missed i was like so you're telling me that you missed that call he's like well i'm i'm saying my partner and i both did and i was like so you're saying you're wrong he's like i'm not we're, we're human i was like yeah i get that but tell me you're wrong he's like will that make you feel better i was like absolutely it'll make me feel better <laughs> Because I know I'm right. I want you to tell me that you're wrong. Yeah. He wouldn't do it. Really? Yep. Well, let's, uh, so th this intensity, I was going somewhere. Now, everybody who's listening to this podcast, uh, Matt, uh, <laughs> I, I already had the podcast going. Uh, and then he called and he said, Hey, man, did you see this? Um, and at the time that I saw it, it, it wasn't, it was already viral, but it, but Barstool Sports weren't trashing you yet at the, the first time I laid eyes on it. I think Chris might have showed right. me, actually. And then and then you <laughs> sent, sent it to me. That was the thing, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, and what all did you see that on? Two years ago, and they, they, they reposted every year. <laughs> so I'm super, too. I'm, I'm, I'm a double viral guy. All right. So what, uh, what age was your kid? What age group was the team that you were coaching? Um, we were... 
We were nine. <laughs> he was nine years old? No, he was eight. He plays up. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what happened here? Like, where's the disagreement? I mean, this was viral. Like, what, what? Do you remember the name of it so I can say it and people can see it? What's the name of it, uh, the viral name? Take it easy, coach. It's 10U baseball or something like that. <laughs> we were playing up 10U, so my kid was eight, but we yeah. were a 9U team playing 10U. Um, there was a play at the plate, and the umpire missed it. And then our third base coach, um, Brino, RIP, he's dead. Um, you know, he, he started, like, popping off. So I popped off. And then he threw him out. And I said, why are you tossing him? I'm the one that said it. And he's like, you're gone too. So then I proceeded to – kind of the back up to this, uh, my uncle Tony lived in Myrtle Beach and wanted to come watch my son Knox play and drove down to this with his, uh, with his girlfriend. And uh, first game, you know, I get tossed and – you know, I proceed to steamroll in there, and they—I mean, everybody thought it was going to be like a fight. And I'm—I'm I'm not going to throw blows at an umpire. Do I want to? Yes, but am I? No. That's the cardinal sin. You can't bump an umpire. So I go on all fours and I cover up home plate with dirt, <laughs> stop it, ask for a water bottle, put the water bottle on top of home plate. So it turns into mud, and then <laughs> I, I get into an argument with a home plate umpire. The uh, field umpire is like cleaning off the plate, and I keep kicking dirt back on the plate. And there were some things said, but never cussed. Did you kick dirt on their shoe? Did you kick dirt on their shoe? Uh, no, I did not. I was like, man, you're like Billy um, Martin. This is Billy Martin. But the mud idea, never even thought of it, and I don't even know of a video where people did it. Like, was this split second, or had you saw that before? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I've seen it before. I've never seen the, the water on top of it to make mud. That's actually yeah, funny. Turns into mud. <laughs> um, so then I get tossed, and I go to the outfield. My uncle's out there with my youngest at the time, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, they're nine years old. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> so we ended up winning. I got suspended the, the, the next day. We won the tournament. It was great. Really? Um, so it was actually basically because you, I watched Hoosiers when I was a kid, and uh, Gene Hackman goes over to, to the official, and he's like, toss me. He's like, you did it yeah. for for morale, team morale. Yes. I, I like that. 100%. You, know. 100%. you won the, you won the tournament. 100%. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then side note, um, before social media was big, um, I coached a local homeschool team and buddy, let me tell you, (laughs) coaching those kids is like talking to a toaster (laughs) and I get ran in this game and I steamroll, like I, I did the same trick. I kicked dirt on a home plate, didn't have the water bottle went and took third base out of the plug and threw it over the fence. <laughs> and my stinking left fielder runs and gets third base. So rule one, if you get tossed and your coach does something like that, I learned this in Pro Bowl, you don't touch whatever he threw. Yeah, right. 
so my left fielder jumps over the fence and puts it back in. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. So like now I'm mad at him. <laughs> so that was a conversation too. But that one would have been viral too. So it, uh, when you were, did you ever get tossed in a pro game ever? I tried to many times. And they didn't Never do it? Happened. No, I, we got in a brawl one time with uh, when I was in San Jose because Sean Dunstan, I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, He probably doesn't have a Bowman card. Um, but anyways, he started a fight with the other team. And so he was talking trash with the first baseman. First baseman pops off. Then we start popping off. He would have been a coach, a though. He would have been a coach, right? Yeah, he was a coach. Yeah, yeah he was a roving instructor. Yeah, which means like you go from team to team. So we each got fined fifty bucks, and I was so mad at Sean Dunstan because <laughs> I had to pay fifty bucks, and I, I was the only one that signed a check because I was like, I'm not paying him cash. <laughs> so Sean Dunstan. Uh, was he a shortstop for the Cubs? He was. Yeah. yeah. Great Cubs. Yeah. Well, Great arm. I, well, you know, we're, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a little older than you, but, but where, when I grew up, the only thing you could watch were the Cubs, um, on and the Braves. Yeah. That's it. Cubs and Braves is all you're going to watch, which is kind of weird WGN. because, you know, Cardinals is, is the closest, but, uh, yeah, it was either WGN or TBS. That's all it was. Yeah. 100%. So, which is weird for Cardinals fans. I don't know, like, because they're, they're the close, they're the closest team, right? Maybe, maybe the Rangers, but whatever. The Cardinals are the closest team, but unlike football, where you're forced to watch teams that suck, like the Broncos and the Cowboys, yeah, yeah, yep. you know, teams that aren't good. Um, they they force you to watch uh, local teams, which is weird. Anyway, so. Who's the who's the most memorable? Who's the coolest person you met being in that organization? Like where you're like, oh, this guy's a legend. So Willie Mays was great. Um, not a good storyteller. He was already too old, but it was cool to meet him. And then uh, probably the best storyteller and best person I ever was around was Lee Smith. Oh, like Cardinals Lee Smith? Yes. Uh, I don't. I don't know where he ended up coaching, but he was with the Giants, I guess. He was a roving instructor for the Giants, and he was phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah, he was from. Uh, he was from Louisiana, and he would throw that. He would despise Latin guys and try and break their bats. Like if they had bad attitude or something like that, so he'd throw like a sinker and BP, and just he'd break all sorts of bats, and then say, "I'm I'm going to start a bonfire tonight with all these broken bats." Um, <laughs> but he would talk about his split finger fastball, which a split finger is where your hand, through your your index finger and your middle finger, are spread out, and the baseball goes in between. This dude could grip a baseball with his thumb and middle finger and hold the baseball like that. Yeah, he was a big guy, right? Yes, huge. Yeah. And he knew my dad. Really? He played yeah, he played against Phil in uh in rookie ball and remembered him. Um but anyways, he threw the split finger fastball and called it the bow legged soul brother. 
And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. But I could tell you, you know, 15 stories about Lee Smith, but he was salt of the earth, best guy ever was around. That's cool. And now I, I know we already skipped him, but um, did you did you ever ask Willie Mays how he felt about Willie Mays Hayes? No. He wouldn't give me the time of day. He couldn't see. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, he was blind. Well. Uh, like umpires, nine and ten years. So, all right, now, I, I didn't say it, but you, you live in Augusta, Georgia, right? I did, yeah. Um, it's a good retirement community. Uh, no, no, not a good retirement community. Uh, but you, uh, and I was, I asked you this earlier. I don't know if I, want, if I really want to get into it, but I'll just say it just cause it's cool. When you live in Augusta, Georgia, which is home of the masters every single, how long have you lived there? Um, 2011. So 10 years. Have you, do you rent your house out every single year? Like, uh, yeah. So, so every local, it's a it's a thing every local yeah yeah get out of town uh, do i mean you know it's the masters do locals ever go to the tournament i mean do you get tickets yes um you know i've been a few times i took mom and dad um one year when we were renting a house um so we couldn't rent it to um someone coming in town and so we had tickets and Mom and dad flew in for it, and I took him on Sunday. Yeah, because probably every hotel's booked. I was getting ready to say, hey, why don't you rent out your house and go to a hotel? Well, those are booked, too. Those are probably booked a year yeah, in advance, are, aren't they? Yeah, and they're flea, flea bag hotels that are renting out for 1000 bucks a night. That's crazy. Uh, I did just hear of somebody that I know um, living in a tent. Um, uh, just like I heard it like two hours ago. Living in a tent by choice and cool with it. Um, you could tent it up during that week. You could. Um, so we stayed at, so my, my in-laws have a, um, a hunting cabin in Wrens and, uh, we stayed there for a few nights, um, which is like 30 minutes outside of Augusta. Is that the, is that where the truck burned down? That's exactly <laughs> where it happened. <laughs> Another great story. <laughs> You're uh yeah like that was like a that was a, a family heirloom wasn't it that truck it was and it I was bad but it was what, <laughs> what the hell am i supposed to do the car shot on fire and of course it happened to me <laughs> yeah when uh, i mean i don't think they gave you any uh they didn't give you any special instructions to take care of it it's a family heirloom we love it but like it was just a known thing i guess how long had that truck been in the family um, probably 10, 15 years. <laughs> and then that, that, that mother just burnt to the ground. You know what I do? I don't, I don't know how you would do it, but it's in my head. Um, uh, you should take that truck you don't even know where it's at now. Probably but you should take that truck and take it to one of those places where they melt metal and, uh, like melt it down all the way and then just pour it in a square block and then, uh, just give it back. Kind of like acid. Yeah. Just give it back. That's Buddy, a, I've had some bad luck with cars. I tell you that right now. What? I, a, what, what, I, so, bought, a Honda, I what? bought a Honda Pilot for my parents. Left the keys and it got stolen. All the boys' baseball stuff was in it. Um, 
they spray painted it black and spray painted the wheels gold. Yeah. Did you like so it? That Did you like that new look? No, it wasn't good. No. And then to find out what was inside of it kind of like really grossed me out. Um, I won't tell you um, everything, but so. Um, so somebody so made happened. somebody made it custom. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then um, I bought a I bought a Jetta for the diesel, and the timing belt went out on that less than a year that I owned it. So that actually got picked up today. I got three hundred bucks out of that. So that was a pain in the butt. Um, then I borrowed a car from work. Uh, the brakes went out on that. And, um, so the company had to pay for that. Um, let's see. Then I had the truck that caught on fire. Um, so got that going for me. Did you say um, it was smoking? Wasn't it smoking? Yeah, it was, there was smoke coming through the air vent. And, but you called, you called and told the, the family yeah, member. I told him, I was like, Dude, there's smoke coming through that. He's like, oh, that happens time to time. Let it run for five minutes. <laughs> See if it quits. And then I got on this dirt road, and I couldn't turn around because it's like a land yacht when I'm driving. Yeah. And uh, put it in park, turn it off, run the keys upstairs, park it by the pond, thank God, and come outside. My mother-in-law is screaming at me to get the hose. And, uh, yeah, so it burned up. Did you have the hose long enough to get out to the truck? No. No. <laughs> Were you just putting your thumb over the end of it, trying to squirt it up in Pretty the air? Pretty much. It, it, it looked like a movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, well, it's not awesome. I, I, I'm sure I'm sure the family wasn't happy about it. It was heirloom, right? Like a, It was. I mean, these I mean, people were going to... It gonna, is what it is. Yeah, they were going to roll that for the next 30 years, probably. Well... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. If your buddy wants to be on it, like, when do you think, uh, what do you think? We can call him right now. That's fine. Let me see if I can get him. Matt Clemens, FaceTime video. By the way, it just said Matt Clemens, FaceTime video. <laughs> that's exactly what it said in my headset. There he is. Whoa, what oh. up, fam? Yeah, what's happening? Matt Dale. Uh, see how that goes? What's up? Yeah, Matt and Dale. This and- is... Matt and this is my Augusta Lloyd, by the way. Oh yeah, this is good. Uh, so Matt Dell, do you rent out your house for Augusta, uh, masters week also? I do. Where, I, I rent it out. Where do you go to? I've had golfers here. We've had all kinds of people. You had golfers at your house. Oh yeah. Like good I've ones. Had JB Holmes and, um, one, a European tour guy's been at my house. Really? Yeah. When'd and you- they're. They're very difficult. Uh, what do you mean difficult? Like, hey, can you it come? So, can you come charcoal grill for us at nighttime? Honestly, it's about like that. Are you they, being serious? They, I'm not. I, they they basically bought a huge humidifier because the humidity in our house wasn't perfect for them. So they bought a. I'm I'm talking like probably a fifteen hundred dollar humidifier. Just left it there, vented it to the outside covered all of our windows and put this big vent going out with a filter. Did you do that for JB Holmes or the European guy? Cause that sounds it. European. He did it himself. That sounds European. That's JB Holmes. 
Uh, well, listen, he don't hit the ball as far as I do. I don't. Uh, this guy, you know, they all act like he hits the ball far. He don't hit the ball far. I wouldn't even let him. I'd say, look, the only reason you're staying in my house is because people know you are. Because what you're doing is stupid. That's what I'd have told him. <laughs> after you got the money, well, he after, was win- after you got the money, he was winning after the first day. Yeah, and we were all all good, and then the humidity thing happened. So <laughs> apparently, I took him down. Really? <laughs> yeah. Asshole. By but by by his by his own self, like he took himself down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what an idiot! Like, when you come to Augusta, you live like Augustans. That's what I. That's what I'd have told them. We swim in the humidity here. You see how I like to say that's what I would have told them, but nobody famous was staying in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, they were nice people. Yeah, they were were nice people about it, but weird. Dale, tell them what a big fan you are of this podcast. Great podcast. A short-time listener, big-time fan. Yeah, well, yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, hey, do you think J.B. Holmes listens to this podcast? I don't think he does. I don't know. Let's just be real. He didn't. He does Where's he from? Where's that guy from? J.B.? Yeah. He's from uh, Kentucky. You see how he just said J.B.? Like they, like, he's like, yeah, we slept, I, we've I, slept I, in the same I, bed. I, well, I actually played a little bit uh, against JB. He was a couple years older than I was when we were playing uh, junior golf. Oh, okay. Wait, so I kind of—I mean, he knew who I was when we when I told him once he was staying in my house. But obviously, my humidity wasn't good enough. <laughs> so, wait, it was—it was too humid. Was it too humid? It was too humid in the house for him. He wanted a specific humidity percentage. You know, I don't look. I, I'm not a star here, but you know, I always hear those the people in the green room backstage, the things they want, and and they have a meltdown if they don't get it. I, that's just weird to me. Like, I don't know when do you get that famous. And by the way, he's JB Holmes. We know who he is. Who he who he is? Did I say that right? Whatever. We know who JB Holmes is. Uh. But I guarantee I could walk outside of this door. There's some adults at this house on the back porch and be like, hey, you guys know J.B. Holmes? I'm going to guess three out of five doesn't know who it is. They're probably thinking it's like a like it's a home builders association. Probably. He sounds well, like a also, home builder. John <laughs> Holmes was adult. That's why he changed to JB. John Holmes was an adult movie star. Wait, is this his first name John? Is that his first his name? first name's John. Oh. And so when I knew him back when he was playing junior golf, it was John Holmes. And he changed to JB when it was doing it was because of the, the movies the adult movie star. <laughs> which is great. I mean Which is awesome. But the thing is is that his family his family I know knew who that guy was. Like, I know yeah. they did, and then they still well, named him. Well, I mean, maybe that's what they thought when he came out. You never know. Just, just so you know, the, obviously, this is a family show. We don't got to get into it, but that that dude went on to, like, uh, uh, k- kill somebody? Well, wasn't there some kind of... I have no clue. I just know that when he... Um, I, I'd known him through John as John when we played junior golf, you know, and again, we didn't play a lot, but then it changed to JB, and that was the word, you know, on the street that that was the reason why he changed it. Well, did you guys – so, um, did your family play golf? How did you end up in Augusta? Like, are, are you generations deep there, or did somebody move there because of no, that golf? I, 
played golf at Augusta State. Yeah. So I I came down here in uh, 04. Two-time natty. They're two-time national national champs. Division one national champs, baby. Really? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So uh, it's a big-time golf school, obviously. Uh, it's the only Division one sport uh, at the school. So I, Yeah, I'll, I'll outdrive J.B. Holmes, just so you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this guy hits dingers like Big Al. So, <laughs> so this guy, so. I heard that. What I've heard is the hamstring goes out. Oh man, I can't. That's not even. I'm not even playing. Uh, I was a pretty athletic kid uh, growing up, and I and I could run, and I I could do some things. You know, then I grew up, and I got a. You know, I look like I look. You can hear me breathe. You know, I'm like that. I'm getting chubby, and so. Every the like the last five times that I've tried to do anything athletic, it, like last five times, um, and it, over a span of like ten years, <laughs> I would try to run, and then my hamstring would pop. Uh, after the first time, I don't know if it pops, tears, whatever the word is, right? It just does that thing and it hurts. And then the second time, because that never happened before, I, there was no fear, so I just went out. I actually played basketball for a couple of hours before it happened, but it happened. And then now you fast forward to uh, like the last before the incident that we're referring to the last time uh, it did it again. I'm like, now I'm nervous. So they want to play church softball. I know it's church softball and I played baseball always uh, not to the same levels Matt, but I didn't suck. So I, I, I was like, all right, this is going to be easy. Like I, I was thinking I legitimately thought I was going to drop bombs out of the Roger state stadium. Like I, I so I, I show up thinking this is, I'm just going to hammer it. There you go. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, so that's what I think. I'm. That's what I thought I was going to do that day. Uh, and actually, at the plate that day, I hit two ground balls. Um, <laughs> two ground balls. They didn't even get in the air. And it was the third inning. And it was the first time they hit me a ball that day. And so I planted to run. Like, I was already in the down position. I didn't even get a whole step in. Just the, the push off, it popped, and I fell down. And the thing is, is like people that what makes me mad is like people thought, um, oh, he's just playing. It's just Lloyd. No, man, I know it's church softball, but like I, when Lloyd's playing, like I'm, I know it's church softball, but I'm not gonna go out there and suck. And so yeah. I wouldn't, I wasn't gonna roll around and act like an idiot and let the ball roll to the wall. It's I'm not. It's yeah, whatever. Uh, but it, the ball rolled to the wall. And so that's <laughs> like. And they're like, oh, he's fine. I wasn't fine. Uh, every time I do it, you feel like you're going to pass out for about 30 seconds. So I, I'm like, oh, Yeah, gosh. that doesn't sound fun. Hamstrings are no fun. Now, the only thing that's dumb about this whole story, and it like it, it makes me mad that this was even a thing, is that is that Matt's brother, Chris, who – why? Why? Uh, like, I'm my own man. Like, I don't you – don't, you're not going to run over me. I'm not, I'm not the type you run over. Well, I get up and I'm I'm limping and I'm hurting. I'm about to pass out. He's like, "Hurry, man, get off, get off! Like hurry, like they have to start the softball game in the next thirty seconds." <laughs> so I'm so I'm mad at myself for this. So I tried to like jog hobble, and every time I put my leg down, I felt like I was going to pass out every time because it like <laughs> was a like a shooting pain, and I'm still trying to run off because Chris Kleiman says, "Hurry up, man, get off, get off the field." What an idiot. That made me so mad later. I wasn't like mad. Like, he's my friend. But I was like, why did I run? Why did I even attempt to run off the field? Stupid. So, so 
here's the question. The other day I met you for the first time on, on FaceTime. The yeah. same day we talked to Chris. He said that he was basically Derek Jeter that day. <laughs> Is this true? That well, that day, that day, yeah, I'm gonna go with it. That day, he, he probably really? was. Oh yeah, that that day, I'm gonna give it to him because that was we've done this two years in a row. So he, so he was. I was out in the third inning, like nothing. Now, <laughs> because of my hamstring problems, I I I told them before the second year, before the game started, I'm like, I'm not running at all. Like I'm I'm at all. I'm not running. I'm gonna jog. They hit me a ball, filled it, and I'll throw it in. By the way, I can't throw either. I need shoulder surgery, so I so I so I short arm the ball because I can't throw. So, so I'm in right field on purpose because they were like, "Hey, do you want to play catcher?" Because I've been building up this hamstring thing. I'm like, "Well, yeah, look, I know I'm not, I don't want to run, but catcher's a little too far in slow pitch softball. I'm not I'm not trying to get there yet." So I was like, "Put me in right field because it's slow pitch softball. Everybody's gonna hit it to to right." Put me in right field, everybody's going to hit it to left field. That's what I thought. No. Oh, yeah. 80% of the balls they hit that day went to right field. Uh, and now, <laughs> look, Chris was a, a, a good college baseball player himself, but um, uh, the second year, don't act, not for a second, don't let him act like he was Derek Jeter. He dropped a pop fly. He he, he dropped uh, a – oh, he, he booted a ball. This is slow-pitch softball. He's kicking balls all over the dirt. Completely mm. not Derek Jeter. No, no, not, not that second year. No, I think I got one other question about said tournament. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did the attendance of the college student body drop from said church after said tournament? Because <laughs> I believe that was, that was something that was said on the podcast. And I just want to know. He wanted to make sure that other people joined different churches. Yeah. <laughs> 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 those college kids didn't the first year that I got hurt in the third inning, we beat them by like 15 runs or something. Uh, yeah. the second year, I think we won by three runs. What they did is they went and got, <laughs> listen, man, I've talked, I heard to... it was girls softball players. They, yeah. They went and got girls softball players and one, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. I don't want them to hit me with the ball. Like I think I'm past that in my life. I think that it would hurt. And I, even if I turn my shoulder, I don't want to get hit with the softball. I'm retired from that. But when I got up that day, she tried to fast pitch me one. Like, I guess she's a pitcher. And they were like, oh, whoa. To this day, I wish I had swung because I didn't I didn't know that she was going to throw a, an actual pitch. It, it's not coming that hard. Like, it's not that. Like, it's like, <laughs> like you, you could see it. So, oh, yeah. to this day, I wish I just swung and hit the ball out there, but I didn't. Now, uh, now I don't know if they quit. I don't think they. A couple may have because there's look, there, there's a couple questionable dudes on that team anyway. That uh, I don't know, man. It's a family podcast I try to do here, but that, I. Nah, man. A couple of them probably left. I would have. They brought in these guys that they acted like were fit guys. Here's what's funny. I can look at people in their face for for the most part. You don't always get it right, uh, but you know I can see people whether they. They, they have some, uh, well, I don't know, for the lack of a better term of this thing, they got some spunk to them. They've had some spunk in their life. I can see it. They've had some intensity in their life. Like, I, you can see people and you, and, you, and you know. So they get these guys that were, like, pretty kids. Like, they were pretty dudes. And they're like, this year we got these guys. 
Like, I remember, I forget where I was at in town. They're like, these guys are going to be playing on our team this year. He was like 6'2", and they looked like they worked out, but like, um, but they also completely had no intensity in their life. I'm just telling, like, I'm so, and I looked at him like, well, I hope you have an entire team full of you guys because you're not going to beat us at all. So, uh, athletic, not athletes. They were built athletically. I could tell, I could 100% tell they weren't athletes. So, (laughs) and, and guess what? They weren't at all. I I wish they had nine kids just like that kid. Yeah. Anyway. Well, look, I've been on this thing for for like an hour and I've exceeded it. And, um, I appreciate you being on. Now we'll be on, we'll, we'll do this more often than than now. A hundred percent. We're going to do this more often than now. Absolutely. So this is good. Oh, well, uh, well, all right. Well, thanks for being on. And uh, yes, sir. Appreciate y'all letting us. I'll talk to you guys later. All, all right. right. All right. Bye. See you, Lord. Bye. bye.